1: This one thing.
2: You know that point in your life when you realize the house you grew up in isn't really your home anymore? That idea of home is gone. Maybe that's all a family really is. A group of people that miss the same imaginary place.
1: My mom always says that when she can see I'm working something out in my head. She's like, you're in it right now at you,
0: and you're definitely in it right now. Welcome to Vicarious Living. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back, second time to our guest that we have to reintroduce on tonight's podcast. I wrote down here for your intro you are number one my hands down most alternative lady friend <laughs> and also holds the title for most alcoholic beverages consumed in one <laughs> VL podcast sitting Becky M I like big butts and I cannot lie you other brothers can't deny And when
2: a girl walks in with an itty bitty waist and a round thing in your face you get sprung wanna pull up Honestly,
3: listening back to my performance on my last appearance is a little bit painful sometimes. <laughs>
0: so, look, tonight we spell redemption R E B. E C C, C A, a. <laughs> So update the kids on what's been going on in your life. We we talked about a couple of things. One you're now on to the medical marijuana.
3: Correct. So I don't like eating and I have anxiety and I have depression and yay (laughs) (laughs) and that will become very relevant for our upcoming episode but um i have like this one hitter like it's like one yeah and it's like this much
0: just get get yourself like a little right
3: and then all of a sudden food tastes good
0: oh so you do it to want to eat more yes okay yeah. That makes sense. Yeah.
3: I don't like really being high and like, I'm definitely, you know,
0: I think that trying is trying to
3: stay on the straight and narrow, but it it's like the best like way that I've found to help me eat more.
0: You might be like one of the only people that is not using medical weed, like in an abusive way. Yeah, Like you're actually using it for no. like in the real sense of the word, like, yeah i'm not doing it really to get high i'm doing it because i need to eat more and i i need to like increase my appetite exactly
3: exactly yeah Yeah.
0: so you're like that 80 year old lady who has hip pain who's like using it for her hip which i just commend i'm like yeah way way to go you found the solution to like your problems Cool. Um, okay, real quick, though, before we get into the movie, housekeeping, contact information. I got to give it really quick. LivingPod at gmail.com and Living Podcast on the Instagram. You go to our Instagram to get all the swag. Rebecca, I, you have some swag.
3: I do have the swag. and How is
0: comfortable is that eighty twenty cotton poly quality split?
3: quality merchandise. I can't. I wear it all the time. My boyfriend, like... I've worn that shirt several times at the house and he's like, what that's a really nice shirt." He's like, no, yeah,
0: yeah, does he want one? Do you think he wants one?
3: Um, he does not have the appreciation for teen dramas and or uh, just general cinema that changed our lives like we do. He's more of a video game guy because every single time I ask him, "Oh, have you seen blah, blah blah, whatever movie?" no never seen it never seen 10 things i hate about you yeah never seen bring it on never like, list any movie or show that you have covered on this podcast he has not seen
0: that's it. okay though because but i think he's when like
3: he- donkey kong and i'm like i don't
0: you know what he might love doing though while he's playing video games is be super comfortable in an 80 20 cotton poly <laughs> three quarter like baseball t-shirt i would agree i would agree <laughs> Yeah, so we'll we'll get him one. We'll get him one. Um, okay, Becky, M. Announce what the movie is that we are doing on tonight's podcast. This is big time.
3: We are covering not only one of the most significant movies of my life, but one of the most significant soundtracks of mm. my life. Mm-hmm. Garden State, oh. written and directed by Zach Braff.
0: Yes, correct. Two thousand four, hands down, his most successful directorial experience to date i mean his first one his first and only successful one because the rest of the shit that he did outside of scrubs trash was just garbage uh, there's one asterisk that i kind of want to get into a little bit but we'll get into it when we get into a him and our player breakdown but anyways yeah i just i wrote everyone knew his shit was over in 2014 <laughs> when he uh he crowdfunded he was like the first person to just crowdfund a movie he did it with um It's called Wish I Was Here. Yeah. And it was, like, bad.
3: Yeah. Yeah, we just, let's just leave. Critics hated it. Let's just leave Garden State as its perfect form. And I actually was thinking about that when I was rewatching it, that I almost even wish that he hadn't put himself in the movie.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he's not that great of an actor.
3: Right. Right. Yeah.
0: So I wouldn't have hated it.
3: Yeah, like, and I think that that movie is such a perfect film, but it's like he's kind of the worst part about it. But at the same time, he wrote it, so he's kind of the best. Got to be, an, it. yeah. So I, I I feel very conflicted about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, let's read some plot on this movie. Andrew Largeman is a semi-successful television actor who plays an intellectually disabled quarterback. <laughs> I want to get back to that because that's like the funniest storyline in this movie his somewhat controlling and psychiatrist father has led andrew aka large to believe that his mother's wheelchair-bound life was his fault andrew decides to lay off the drugs that his father and his doctor made him believe that he needed and began to see life for what it is he began to feel the pain that he had longed for and began to have a genuine relationship with a girl who had some problems of her own garden state
3: A love story.
0: Do you relate to the Natalie Portman character or the Largeman character?
3: I relate to both of them, but I would definitely say that I relate to... The Natalie Portman character, Sam is like
0: she's like the best. Oh my God, let's wait. Let's just let's save our obsession on her because we're gonna get into her. I
3: have so much to unload on that, but I definitely do relate to him too in terms of like, which we'll get into it. But like with mental illness, it's kind of like you have that back and forth of are you the person that like reaches in really hard because you're desperate for something and you're like grasping, or are you the person that's like numb numb yeah 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 so I like I think you go back and forth with mental illness on that so like I've I've definitely felt like large but I think I'm probably more of a Sam
0: (laughs) I think we yeah and I I do have so many like deep questions on like how he acts so let's we'll we'll get into I'm I know we'll get into it when we start getting into the movie because it's like yeah yeah Fun facts. I got three fun facts on this movie. A couple of them are related to the songs, which I know you'll like. Number one, when Zach Braff sent this script to uh, people to potentially buy the script, he would also send them a copy of all the songs, which would eventually be the soundtrack to the movie, because he he knew that he had picked like. Golden songs and he wanted to like use that to like sway people.
3: He knew it was crucial to the reception of the story for sure. So can I give you a fun fact? I don't wanna Uh like steal your I don't wanna steal your shit. No. Did you know that Orange Sky was one of the songs featured in the movie but couldn't be put on the soundtrack? Uh huh. Because one of your favorite shows. Yeah. The O C. Yeah. No big deal. absolute copyrights to that song. Yeah,
0: I know. (laughs) Shit, let me hold on. Let me see because I think there was another one too. Yeah, another one called uh, Love Will Come Through by Travis. It was in another movie and like couldn't be used on the soundtrack uh, for the same reason as the OC. And then another one, which I love this song, Such Great Heights by Postal Service, is used in the trailer and for whatever reason they could not put that in the movie, so they use like an iron and wine version.
3: So that was another like fun fact that I had written down as well. Yeah, because good. I don't know if you remember this, but when you and I were working together, the Postal Service album was oh. actually something that you and I bonded over. Where we were like, yeah. it, it's just such a huge album to both of us. And
0: Postal Service is like, the best bands like ever their one album yeah their one album is amazing and it just sucks. you know what i'm just gonna pull a taste in right now of one of my favorite songs Love love Postal Service, they're the fucking best. Who's the the lead singer? Is what he's the lead singer in what main band? Death Cab for Cutie. So he's only done one or two Postal Service albums, and then which I gotta say, I kind of like Postal Service better than Death Cab. I love Death Cap, but.
3: I think that just that album that Such Great Heights is on is pretty much like a perfect It's album. pretty much
0: perfect. I would compare it, honestly, I don't know how you feel about this, but I would compare it to how I felt of the on the um of Monsters and Men first C D mm-hmm. first album. Which well, I, it was the one with like um <sighs> little talks on it where I just felt like every song on that album crushed or like the first uh, kid Cudi album where every song fucking crushed. Okay. As, and then,
3: a, as a Cleveland girl. Now you're talking about yeah. language
0: <laughs> and then it's always just like, yeah. how did you nail all yeah. 15 songs on the first one and then not one on the second?
3: Well, that's what's fascinating about creative pursuits. And I think it actually is a pretty good example and like cut to talking about Garden State where we yeah. were like yeah everything else like Zach braff could like probably be forgotten about after Garden State but Garden State is like almost a perfect like oh, it's his no. magnum Such opus a good point. and then like so it's like how how could you create perfection and you didn't come back to it but it's like well, you did it right the first time, so I can't really be mad at you either.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's actually a really good point and a perfect analogy for this pod. Yeah. And yeah, it's hard for me to wrap my head around it because every podcast I do is like perfection. So it's like weird to think like, oh, man, like
3: how do I keep coming back and just doing it better?
0: Yeah. Like, damn, what's it like to like miss one? I don't know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> As a sports guy, too. I'm sure you know. <laughs>
0: Um last fun fact, this movie was actually initially he wrote it in college when he was like going through a lot of like this depression and shit in real life, and he initially titled it Large's Ark, which was weird. Um he said he he used that as a working title and it didn't get much traction, and then he changed it to just uh large and again no one liked it, and then he changed it to Garden State and everyone was like in. But how weird is that if this movie was called Large's Ark?
3: Well, so I also think that it's interesting. I kept thinking about it when I was rewatching the movie about the fact that he named himself Large Man. Uh huh. Like that, there's some, there's definitely some symbolism there. Like um, dick
0: size. You're talking dick stuff. Yeah,
3: I'm definitely talking dick stuff. I'm yeah. always talking I love dick that. stuff. I love you know that, that about BD. You, I you love know it. that BD. I love that big dick. <laughs>
0: I love it when you talk big dicks. So, yeah. uh, Interesting, though. uh, uh, Okay. You know what? Perfect. My next take (laughs) about Zach Braff on what you just talked about, I'm going to hold it because we're going to get into our player breakdown with this song. Zach Braff okay what I want to say on Zach Braff okay to what you just talked about large man I feel like Zach Braff is a fully functioning narcissist who like is a dick in real life and Hollywood like hates him I have no supporting evidence to back this up but that's just like the vibe I get <laughs> so to, to 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 your point yeah. about calling himself large Andrew man. Largeman... I don't think that that's a coincidence. I think it speaks to his psyche of like he's he was like this is what I'm gonna create and
3: like watch me do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah? I didn't think about it like that.
0: Do you get that vibe from him that he is a dick?
3: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't like him as a person. I don't. I don't. And I know nothing about him. And I. And again, I have, like you said, I have nothing to support that. But the thing about the movie when i said earlier where i was like i wish that he had cast somebody else <laughs> like yeah. the way he keeps his mouth open in the whole movie i'm just like you gaping idiot asshole
0: douche but i will say though it inadvertently he left more of a window for natalie portman to shine because he was such a bumbling idiot that it was like well cool because i'm like cool with like you yeah. letting natalie portman shine hold just let hold
3: other hold. fun fact <laughs>
0: let's I, stay on zach braff
3: other fun fact she was still in harvard when they shot that movie oh really yeah
0: oh she i did was not still know in that
3: school yeah like she God. had already she had already done star wars but she was like going to fucking school at harvard oh
0: yeah we gotta wait on her because yeah. she's we, next. Yeah, she's, yeah. Next. Yeah. she's next she's next Zach Braff, what are your thoughts on Scrubs? Are you a Scrubs fan?
3: I am a Scrubs fan. I like Scrubs too. It's good. I mostly like the janitor.
0: Oh yeah, he's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he's funny. <laughs> he's funny, and uh, that I, I
3: asshole do asshole other guy too. The doctor that's oh, he, to him. I can't uh, yeah. remember his name. Neither I haven't I. watched it in a long time.
0: But. He owns that. That yeah, yeah. that head guy owns. Um, so it's like what we were already talking about. Like he crushed scrubs yeah. scrubs is an amazing show and i don't think you can have another opinion yeah. if you do get fucked right kids
3: well and i think that too it's like another one of those things where like for garden like garden state for me the soundtrack for me the bands that were on the soundtrack like um the shins and all that we'll get into it but i think that scrubs is just kind of like a cultural touch point for me from when i was like a teen oh yeah It it hits
0: you at the right time. And I will say Scrubs, great soundtrack and unreal like songs to montages in Scrubs. Yes. You know what it was? At the end of every Scrubs episode, it was like a song montage that was like super emotional and like heavy. And it was like after you would get 20 minutes of comedy in Scrubs and then like one final minute of like awesome indie music. And, like, a cool montage, and you'd be like, fuck.
3: I wonder how much Shonda Rhimes stole from that kind of, like, mentality. If that makes sense. I know that's a weird connection, but, like, I also, like, after Scrubs came out, I was a really big Grey's Anatomy fan when I was in high school, too. I think
0: most girls are. Yeah. I don't know, like, any girl who's not into Grey's Anatomy.
3: And... And the songs on the that yeah. show are like really crucial to the plot line or really like wrap it up, and is a, a big part of the production. And I wonder if that there's any connection there on that.
0: Now I'm curious. Like, what's your opinion? Should I should I dive into the Grey's Anatomy Absolutely. world? Absolutely, I should.
3: Absolutely, I would. You know, I would you know love... my taste in TV
0: shows and like what I'm into. You think that great? Because let me just say. Someone tried to get me into This Is Us and was convinced I was going to be into This Is Us. No. And This This Is Is Us. This is not. No. This Is Us might be, no hyperbole, the worst show ever created on television. (laughs) So just know that's where, that's that's my like barometer. So where would I be with Grey's Anatomy?
3: If we weren't sitting down recording a podcast right now I would stand up and hug you and for congratulate hating this is us. you for hating this is us because I hate it too it's so bad it's so bad it's so stupid and contrived and it, we th- that's not what this it's is different about, podcast
0: but yeah next time you come on we're just gonna do a podcast on a full Shit podcast on how much we hate this is us um okay I, there's one other thing I want to get into on Zach Braff yeah low-key yeah i'm a massive fan of his next movie the last kiss which was slammed at like with the critics i looked it up on rotten tomatoes oh fuck we didn't even guess rotten tomatoes on this movie damn it should we guess some Rotten Tomatoes quick? We got to do it. We got to do it. Okay. Pause in the player breakdown. We need to guess some Rotten Tomatoes. What do you guess on rotten this movie, tomatoes Rotten Tomatoes?
3: rating for the Garden State?
0: No, not the Garden State. The Garden State. Garden
3: State. It, it, to me, it is the Garden State. Um, I'm going to say it's got to be around 90. Is that your guess? Yeah.
0: Around 90? Uh-huh. Ballpark?
3: <laughs> oh, do I like? Do I get points if I get it exactly right? Uh, there, yeah. 89. It's all pride. This game's all about pride. 89.
0: 89. Um, I'm gonna say he's currently
3: googling it, so he probably already no, no. I, have, I honestly,
0: I have not. I promise. I, it, I've, I've been always honest with myself. If I've ever seen it, I don't guess.
3: He's never been honest with himself.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna guess. I, I guessed for 500 Days of Summer last podcast, I guessed 86, and it came in at 85. I want to keep it at 86 again. I feel good about an 86 on Garden State.
3: So you think that... Wait. So what's your guess?
0: I'm going to say 86. You say 89. Okay. So
3: wait. You think that, it, that Garden State got a worse or equal rating? 500 Days of Summer is not as good as Garden State.
0: So... This is going to seem like I fucking did that. Like I faked
3: It is. 86.
0: <laughs> I've never gotten anything perfect on this. I that that is not an I, I didn't fu- I didn't like cheat. I swear. 86, uh, 191 critic scores, 88 on the audience. I'm surprised the audience isn't higher.
3: Yeah, that is weird.
0: So you're pulsing the audience on pulsing the critics. That's simple as it gets.
3: All right. I swear I did not look that up. Weird flex, but okay.
0: (laughs) I swear I did not look that up. Uh, I feel good. I feel really good about that, though. Um, You
3: know know what? what? I'm proud of you. You know what did
0: not do well with the critics, though? Aforementioned The Last Kiss. Uh, (laughs) Yeah,
3: I've never... Have I seen that movie? I don't even... Oh,
0: you need to watch it. You need to watch it cuz it
3: Last Kiss.
0: Yeah, it's 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 essentially Garden State except everyone is aged like 5 years.
3: So sad.
0: It's sad as fuck. <laughs> and it's okay, let me explain the last kiss. It kiss. <laughs> the last kiss is like fast forward 5 years where you're now like early 30s, you have found that person and now you're like the depression of moving out of that stage in your life where there's still like uh spontaneity and everything. And now you're getting into like the whole rest of your life is mapped out. Kids, you already have your job figured out. You already have the girl figured out. you already have your house. It's kind of like where I'm at right now. I was I'm just like-
3: going to say, so you're talking about <laughs> our lives right now.
0: So that's why I want you to watch the last kiss and,
3: just because I don't get enough of it day in and day out <laughs> yeah. and I need another reason to cry. Correct.
0: It's I think it's really well done, but it critics score on that for Rotten Tomatoes is forty six. I would say if you go into it with lower expectations than Garden State and you just say, I know that this is not gonna be as good and it's like a Kroger brand version of Garden State.
3: Excuse me. Walmart brand version. Fuck Wal- you, Walmart.
0: Yeah. Fuck you, <laughs> She can say that. She used to work for Walmart. I'm saying
3: that on record.
0: <laughs> on record. She used to work for Walmart. She can say that. Um, okay, should we just transition into our next big character? I mean, this one is... I don't know why we didn't lead with her. <sighs> Natalie Portman. My Literally, my first note, I just wrote, wow, dot, 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 oh, boy.
3: I wish that I could, like... I mean, maybe people can hear it, but I wish I could like translate the giant smile I have on my face. <laughs> like she is everything that encompasses what I feel like I I am. I'm definitely not as hot. I'm definitely not as endearing, but I do have this a lot of the same intentions. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I start off wanting the same things as Natalie Portman in this movie. And then that's where we go our really separate ways. (laughs) Because you have a couple more tattoos than I would say Natalie Portman has.
3: Well, she was really young then. You
0: think she's tatted up now fully?
3: No, but she's like vegan and like alternative.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... I then the tattoos are really the only thing separating you guys,
3: yeah, pretty yeah, much. cool.
0: um, I wrote down again, I don't use a lot of hyperbole on this podcast, none to be exact, and I would say that while I continue to use none hyperbole that <laughs> number one girl next door performance of all time by natalie portman in this movie when i say girl next door i don't literally mean like the girl is next door i mean like the quote unquote that girl next door aura of the girl next door absolutely and i i was like searching the internet and i wrote down um six other nominees of who i thought could potentially compete with her sorry five other nominees
3: Jesus, you really like your girl next door don't you oh
0: my god yes that's my jam so I'm gonna I'm gonna list these five out you tell me where you net out if you still think Natalie Portman in this movie is one above all these others okay one Jennifer Lawrence Silver Linings Playbook quirky weird
3: but mentally ill
0: mentally ill <laughs>
3: I yeah. think that that's, like, another cool thing about the girl next door is, yeah. like, she's kind of, like, yeah, she should be on medication, she's right? She's not
0: all there mentally and, and that, emotionally.
3: And that makes it hotter. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. We have found a through line to all these women, which, uh, now that I'm looking at this list, I think, yeah, we can- You're def- going to
3: do some self-reflection tonight? <laughs> there,
0: Well, there is definitely, like, a chemical imbalance or some form of- <laughs> So Jennifer Lawrence, Silver Linings Playbook. Here's a here's a wild one. Penelope Cruz, Vanilla Sky. Is that too much?
3: She's crazy in every movie she's in because she's just simply crazy as a person. Cool. She's Penelope Cruz. Like love that. L- like she's, she's so spicy.
0: god. She's so hot. Yeah, she so is. So Jennifer Lawrence, Penelope Cruz, and Vanilla Sky. Chris... I can't
3: believe you would talk about Penelope Cruz as a girl next door. I know, though. Uh,
0: that's I know because it's like she is. Uh, Like if that girl lived
3: next door, I would bust through every door and window in that house and be like, how do I get that girl next door? Like, Jesus Christ.
0: The only reason I added her for Vanilla Sky was because Cameron Diaz is like the hot bitch in that movie. Okay. And she's kind of, what do they always call her? The moth that turns into the butterfly. Fair. So that's uh, Penelope Cruz. That's why I put her. Kristen Stewart in Adventure, not in Twilight. Kristen Stewart in Adventureland and Into the Wild.
3: See, I think now you're you're talking about something that I actually had written down that I was... It was a thought turning in my head. Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Have you heard of this? No. Because you're not woke and woke alternative enough. on the internet and tell you me about it. you don't spend enough time on reddit or tell, wait
0: tell me about this
3: <laughs> so manic pixie dream girl is yeah. like the like sad girl that's like oh, mysterious yeah. and like she like that is her in adventure land where oh, it's like the yeah. fact that she's unstable is kind of the reason why you like her yeah but like she's like she makes you think about things that you didn't think about yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. And like, she's definitely like not gonna pay the rent, but no. like, it's still somehow like really driving you forward towards her.
0: It's like, and it, uh, God, I, I use the word to describe Zoe Deschanel in 500 Days of Summer yes. intoxicating yes. a lot. Yes. And I'm gonna use it again now.
3: She's a Kristen's, manic pixie dream girl
1: in yeah, that
0: movie. Where like, it's one of those girls that you can't figure out and she seems like wild and crazy but like you really want to like tame that bitch (laughs) but then like yeah you start dating her and you realize oh god this This was a lot of baggage yeah a lot of baggage it seemed cool from the outside but like now that I'm in it mmm Fuck. Okay, hold on. Two more. Scarlett Johansson in Lost in Translation. Yep. That's another- pen-
3: Perfect Manic Pixie Dream Girl that, example. Yeah.
0: That's another Penelope Cruz-esque grown-up <laughs> yeah. story yeah. where it's like she is so hot, but in that one movie, they play her as like, you know-
3: Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Yep.
0: And then the last one, Emma Watson from Perks of Being a Wallflower and potentially Harry Potter. Okay, do you still think Natalie Portman reigns supreme over all of those? Absolutely. Yeah, me too. I, I, do, I, I think no matter what I what female I think about in that, like, quote, unquote, girl next door vein, I think of Natalie Portman in Garden State. Yeah. Tops, tops.
3: I think I like her the best because she, like, even when she talks about, like, oh, I lie all the time, it's like she still comes from such an innocent place. And, like, you can see her in her life with her mom and stuff like that and, like, all very innocent versus some of the other characters that you described, like, it's a little bit more strategic where, like, they know that they kind of have it over on you Mm -hmm. and they know that they can lure you in when like i don't think she was trying to lure anybody in i think she was just like innocently really trying to make a human connection
0: i love that point though because i think that just speaks to 100 percent how authentic she is as an actress and how she conveyed that because what you just described is like the vibe you got from penelope cruz and scarlett johansson is these are super hot chicks yeah. who are playing the pixie, whatever yeah. you're talking about. Whereas like Natalie Portman is so unreal at acting yeah. that she pulled off that authentic yeah. like thing where you actually feel like when you're watching her, like, Oh, that must be how she is in real life. Yeah, Like she, ha- cause there's no other way to convey it. That perfect, everything, her body language, which is perfect in every scene. There's no way to convey that unless like, Deep down inside, yeah. she actually is that way. But then I've seen her in other because this is my next question to you: like, what your favorite Natalie Portman movie is? Because you see her in other movies where she is completely different, like Black Swan.
3: Yeah, she is. Comp- v for Vendetta.
0: That okay, perfect. So, but perfect. wait, so wait, hold on, can we get into V for Vendetta? So,
3: yes, but so I do want to just say though that I think to add to her body language is that. Like, she changes her voice, too. Like, yeah. she completely embodied that character. Yeah. A thousand percent.
0: So, what's your favorite Natalie Portman movie?
3: Other than Garden State. Other
0: than Garden State, because obviously this is in the top three for both of us, yeah.
3: V for Vendetta.
0: I'd agree. I I mean, honestly, like, it's funny, because you look at... Oh, my at-
3: God, it's almost like we're friends or something. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. So right. <laughs> Do we
3: have something in common? <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, it's funny because you. I was looking at her IMDb, and you see all yeah. these massive fucking hits. Like yeah. she, she's in the Avenger movies. Like yeah. she is a massive a lister. I know. And I went,
3: and she's a Harvard grad. She's she crushes. She, she just it's, she's an all around pretty much powerhouse. So
0: there were there were two movies that jumped out to me besides Garden State. One V for Vendetta, which I personally think is like one of my favorite movies. I can watch V for Vendetta. on a loop all day like it is so fucking good remember remember the 5th of november the gunpowder treason and plot i know of no reason why
2: the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot
0: it's perfect in every way i I, I love everything about it i agree 100 percent um and then low-key Underrated performance, which she is not even the main character of, but I just love this movie, Brothers. Did you ever see that fucked up shit? No. Oh my god, it's like Tobey Maguire—the only movie that Tobey Maguire has actually been good in—and <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal just being hot and crushing like always. Oh my
3: god, I'm not a Jake Gyllenhaal fan except for like. Wow. Yikes. Yeah, not really.
0: Yikes. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's get on. Okay, I'll just say two other small characters. Um, one of these guys is actually a pretty big deal, but they're uh, they're not the two main people. So Peter Sarsgaard, who yes. plays the uh, the main friend in one this movie, of
3: my, like one of the most like nuanced characters developed in that movie.
0: He is a great character actor. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I wrote. A great evil face. Yeah, he has like a very maniacal, yes. yes, looking face.
3: Yes, he looks like he he played like didn't he play like Buffalo Bill or something in a movie?
0: I don't know. I don't think he played Buffalo Bill, but but, but he played the like, villain in Green Lantern.
3: But yeah, he like he has. Yeah, you're right. He has he has a very good villain face. But I think that that's like the cool part about his character is that it's like he's. Sad, but he's not like actually evil. Like, the one of no. the opening lines of the whole movie is like, Yeah, like after I bury your mom.
0: Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's like genuine about just being like,
3: I, it's just like deadpan. Like, this is the way the world is. Like, he, yeah. he is the physical embodiment of like, you know what? Life is bleak a lot of times. Yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he's a gravedigger. So, yeah. He is the. He yeah, I didn't I didn't I
3: didn't bury her because she's not a Jew like he just like sa- he, he just delivers these lines that are so dark. Like, what does he say? Oh, something like I hate favors and there's nothing worse than a favor that involves money. Like,
0: oh, God, I agree so much with that.
3: <laughs> I knew you would like it. I was just like, that's a BD quote right there. <laughs> there's nothing worse than a favor that involves money.
0: <laughs> I hate favors so much. I, You know what it is? I don't mind doing favors for like people in my crew, like yeah. people who I'm really close with. Like Literally, just today, Anna was saying, like I really want a Quest bar. And we had no Quest bars in the house, Becky. M. None. No Quest bars in this house. And I was looking at her, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go get you a Quest bar right now. <laughs> and I got in the car, it fucking 85 degrees outside, drove up to Speedway, bought three Quest bars for her. I didn't need to do that i don't i love
3: that you say i don't mind doing it for people in my crew oh you mean your wife that (laughs) you entered into a lifetime bond with
0: (laughs) i don't like doing and you know my other thing with favors is like i am so disgusted that i have to do the favor but i'll fucking do it because guilt will kick in So like a lot of times when we're like I always like at the end of the night though I have to drive home. I'm not I'm not like gonna stay over or like sleep on someone's couch. I have to go home and sleep in my own bed. So like I end up driving my friends home a lot and like whenever they ask me for rides home, I always say they'll say like "Beauty, can you give me a ride home? And my initial gut reaction will always just be like (sighs) Like just rage. Like just full on deep like so mad that they'd even think to ask yeah and then i'm gonna like bitch for like five minutes but then guess who always drives them fucking home so like that's my relationship with favors is like yeah,
3: because you're not a psychopath you're just like a bitter person (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) yeah deep i'm bitter deep deep inside and uh, once you get past that deep bitterness, <laughs> I can function as a human.
3: And the best part about favors is you can hold it over people's heads later.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Always. Always. Um, oh, Only other small character in this movie, Jim Parsons. And the only reason I bring Wait, him is up. Is that
3: the. That's the. Um,
0: He's a guy in the night outfit.
3: The the um, what's that f- stupid show? Yeah,
0: this is why I bring him up. Yeah, because I, of I, that, I'm
3: re- we really need to cover this.
0: So, Big Bang Theory is. I said This Is Us was the biggest atrocity on TV, but I might want to change that to say that the Big Bang Theory might be the worst abomination of a television show ever constructed.
3: Like I could
0: take a dump
3: no i i could literally punch a wall thinking about because it just says a lot about
0: like, oh the, like, yeah like the, a the lot audience about the
3: consciousness of what's yeah like what's popular what's a big show like my parents love that show and i'm like i genuinely lost respect for you and i'm like scared that like you wonder why i turned out so bad
0: yeah hey
3: that's your taste <laughs>
0: It's because you like Big Bang Theory, Mom and Dad. <laughs> why? Seriously? Hey, Mom. You see this full sleeve of tats right here? You know why? It's because you watch Big Bang Theory all my childhood growing up.
3: <laughs> and like, what's that other two and a half men and like oh. bullshit like that? Like, yes, yeah, sorry, you were a moron.
0: The, I don't I blame it on me. Like,
3: I read books. So (laughs) it didn't get me anywhere. I'm unemployed, but (laughs)
0: look, I have no problem blaming your parents 100% for your current (laughs) unemployment on the fact that they watch Big Bang Theory. Let me just say this about Big Bang Theory. And this is us. I was convinced that the line for lowest common denominator was like here. So right now what I'm doing visually, I know this is an audio medium, but what I'm doing visually is I'm putting my, my uh, a line right up about eye level. I thought the lowest common denominator was here. And then shows like Big Bang Theory and fucking This Is Us became as big of hits. Big Bang Theory, I'm pretty sure still to date, is the number one yes. show on telev- yep. network yep. television. Yep. Yep. So it took my...
3: The, now they have a young Sheldon.
0: So, it took my lowest common denominator bar at eye level
3: down here (laughs)
0: fucking the floor. Like, I don't know if the lowest common denominator, like, faction of society that watches Big Bang Theory could be any lower.
3: I can't. Like, if I were at the dentist's office and it was playing in the waiting room, I would leave. And I would just say, "Look, just let my teeth fall out. Uh, I genuinely can't. Watch it! I genuinely can't watch it. Hold
0: on! You know what I do in that situation? <laughs> I wouldn't leave. I'd go up to the receptionist. I say, "Do you have an excuse me? Excuse <laughs> me, have me? A number two pencil, just <laughs> on hand." First off, I want to stab it in my eye until I'm blind in both eyes, and then I'm going to stab it up my pee hole and make sure I can never procreate. Because that's the only reaction <laughs> I want to obviously do.
3: Obviously, society <laughs> has fallen beyond control.
0: <laughs> I don't want my future children. To have to watch this disgusting display of fucking television garbage. So I'm going to shove this pencil up my pee hole.
3: Okay, but let's talk about (laughs) what a shining moment this scene is for Sheldon.
0: Honestly, (laughs) the dynamic between Peter Sarsgaard, Jim Parsons, and Peter Sarsgaard's mom is like I could watch... I think 30 straight hours that of just those That should be an entire three. series. Oh my God. Like the tension in the room when Jim Parsons is eating fucking cereal with his night outfit on and like Peter Sarsgaard and, and his mom. And smoking the mom's cig-
3: smoking cigarettes and he's smoking cigarettes. Oh my God. Cig- and then the mom's in the, kid, or in the living room in the bong <laughs> talking about her pyramid scheme that she's going to oh, get yeah. involved in.
0: Yeah, God. Uh, look, we, we have some of these characters coming back in a big way later on, but we got to get off characters. We got to actually get into this movie now. We've already started to do it, but let's transition officially into this movie with a little song. I okay let's get into this movie it's funny when i watched it back because as much as you and i have talked about like natalie portman how big of a role she played in this movie i was dumbfounded that she did not show up in this movie Mm -hmm. until minute 26 yeah this is an hour and 40 minute movie yeah she is this movie So for me to watch it back now at 32 and to like realize like, holy fuck, she didn't show up for like the first 30 minutes of this movie.
3: Yeah. I felt the exact same way when I was watching it back because I like I rented it on YouTube to watch it. And I was like, it's 30 minutes into this film and we're just now seeing her
0: wild. So wild. I want to just so let's let's skip the first 30 minutes because here's what happens in the first 30 minutes. He's his mom's de- dead. His mom's dead. He's depressed. He's uh,
3: off medication.
0: He, yeah, he's he's in Los Angeles. He flies back to New Jersey to go to his mom's funeral because she died. He doesn't bring any of his meds. He's off meds and he goes to like a psychiatrist. And in this scene is when we get the first. Thirty minute in Natalie Portman scene. Well,
3: it's not a psychiatrist; it's a like brain doctor because his dad's a psychiatrist. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't. Can we
0: just play this clip? Because Please. honestly, I know this is this is so unwoke of us, and the woke police are gonna. Cut it's the
3: movie. It's not us, and it's just really cute, and it's like yes. it's it's the the part about it that I like is this because it's not like she's being mean. And it's no. so, and it's such an endearing moment of her where she's like, wait, are you really retarded?
0: Yeah, let's play that. <laughs> Let, let's play it. Here it is.
1: I recognize you.
0: Oh, do you want me
1: to No, not from high school, from TV. Didn't you play the retarded quarterback? Yeah. Are you really retarded? No, I'm not. Cool. Great job, man. I mean, I thought you were really retarded. You're just as good as that quirky kid, and he's actually retarded. I mean, if there's some sort of, like, retarded Oscar, you would win, like, hands down, kick his ass.
2: Well, thank you. Thanks. I appreciate it. I have to fill out
0: this form, though, so... Right on. Thanks. It's 2004. It's 16 years ago. Isn't it wild to think that just 16 years ago these scenes totally existed in movies? It was all about
3: free love and like all of our dreams were going to come true in 2004. We didn't know.
0: Look, you're a very woke person, so I feel very confident that the fact that we're showing this and you're cool with us showing this.
3: Yes, I am very cool with us showing this because I think it's very. It it was very innocent-minded and. Because
0: honestly, as I'm sitting here right now, like I'm wondering if I need to like edit this out of the podcast. That's how, like, sad a state of affairs we're in right now, where, like, this is literally a scene that played in this movie in 2004, yeah. and it's, like, the first scene that she's in, It it's the whole scene that gets us in love with her. Yes. And because she used that word so much, yes. I'm now, like, can yes. I even play it?
3: Well, <laughs> just your moral obligation to be yeah. a good person. Just because, I, yeah. I personally, I don't use that word. I definitely don't think that it's cool, but in the context of the movie
0: you know what is hilarious though is like honestly the thought of the i i I just kept thinking this when i saw that scene how bad do you want to see that movie that he was in where he played a mentally challenged quarterback (laughs) (laughs) like i am dying (laughs) i am I just kept thinking, like, okay.
3: I want to know in what world did Zach Braff get, yeah, like, what, who would believe that he was a quarterback?
0: I know. So, <laughs> it's like, I'm I'm just blown away by, like, yes, the fact that Zach Braff somehow played <laughs> made a quarterback. The team, period. Yeah, why he's not a third string. But somehow he made it. He's a star quarterback.
3: He didn't already have the setback of just being Zach Braff regular style. So he was also mentally handicapped. Yeah, and he was still their best quarterback. That that just defies all logic.
0: Yeah. Wow. God, this fucking school must have sucked ass. Like, athletically, like had no. They had no one who was better suited. (laughs)
3: Like what? What an inspirational uh, movie so that must i, just, I it in, Though
0: my number one thing—I mean, in I guess scenes.
3: it's just like Rudy, right? I, yeah,
0: I guess. Yeah, he he tried his ass off. He like worked yeah. really hard. He was inspirational. Like, like I guess. The,
3: the the town just really needed like a motivational kind they, of yeah. like a they needed a hero story. They were the gonna town. lose
0: anyways. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah they they're like
3: we're zero and eight regardless. So like, let's just
0: <laughs> put Braff in. Yeah. put him in. Fuck it. We're, yeah, we're winless, but we just need something to galvanize behind. Have you ever seen not another team movie? <laughs> that was a rhetorical question. <laughs> the face that Becky just made when I asked if she saw that movie was some split um, between constipated and just, disgust like disgust disgust.
3: human disgust (laughs)
0: constipated disgust
3: like like as if i just was walking down the street and like stepped into human vomit or something
0: yeah cool love that um when he when that kid they put that kid in who's a receiver
3: the
0: the qb throws him a deep pass and he catches it to like end the game and then his body gets split in half
3: Okay, we're talking about oh, we so many different TV shows and movies. I'm gonna
0: cut so much of that out. Um, okay, so let's 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 get back on track. Um, I have my MCITW winner of this movie. If you're interested,
3: I am mildly interested.
0: I'll take that mildly, and I'll turn it into a. Above mildly, and I'll say that the MCITW winner that is the Merce Cooper is the worst of the week, and that is brought to you by Wickloware, W I C K L O W be free and explore. Get all your outdoor gear, wickloware.com. Type in the promo code VIALA, check out, get 10% off your order, $30 on the baseball tees, $20, and thanks, $40 on the hooded sweatshirts. Okay, Becky, the MCITW winner of this movie, to me, it can go to no one else other than Largeman's dad. His dad. Is the psychiatrist that gets him hooked on
3: lithium. lithium,
0: Zoloft, and there's a couple other ones, I don't know. But he gets him hooked on all this shit when he's 10. Yeah. And then keeps him like fully medicated throughout his, in the next 15 years of his life to where he can't feel any emotion. He's numb everywhere in his body. Yeah. And to me, I don't know who else could get the worst piece of shit award of this movie other than his fucked up dad who just ruined a quarter or whatever of 10% of his life or whatever.
3: I think that too it's important to point out that Largeman's character feels responsible for ending his mother's life effectively. Right. That he sends him away and puts him on medication and doesn't like heal him mentally and say like this isn't your fault you know you know what i oh, mean like God. that's a word like you failed as a dad and you failed as a doctor because a doctor yeah. would not like as a person that has spent years and years in therapy they don't send you away and say like well it was your fault so, Especially when you're still developing as a kid, like in the story, he's nine or ten, ten. And when it yeah. happens. Yeah. What kind of psychopath makes him feel responsible for that? And then no, I love that. Like,
0: yeah. No, it's perfect. It, talking about him failing on two fronts. One is yeah. a dad, and then one is a fucking doctor. It's yeah. Like you failed double, yeah. idiot. Exactly. It it blows my mind. I don't have kids. You don't have kids. But I can't imagine taking your to. I have dog.
3: You, do you have, a have a dog. two
0: cats. I can't imagine you take your guilt. Yeah. And project it all onto your yeah. fucking son yeah. and then fuck his whole life royally by by prescribing him lithium and all this other shit to where he's got to walk around like a a mannequin his whole life. Yeah. Like, well, and I
3: think that if you if your family went through something as traumatic as that, you would as a doctor morally ethically as a father separate yourself and say oh yeah he should probably get a different doctor yeah
0: for sure (laughs) yeah because guess what i'm just gonna go into dad mode yeah and be like a father to my son
3: well and also the dad's still dealing with he has to take care of this paraplegic wife now yeah yeah. So he's probably projecting his own problems on you as a son because he's <clears> talking <throat> about his own stuff. So that to me is like, yeah, he's, it's uh, inarguable. He's the worst.
0: Yeah. So with that, Zach Braff's dad. Get <laughs> fucked. Be
3: get
0: free. Fu- <laughs> get fucked. Be free and explore. Brought to you by Wicklowware. Get fucked. Um, okay. Should we get a clip in here of, um, Again, way back in the beginning of this podcast, you talked about Sam, a.k.a. Natalie Portman's lying and her like white lies. Yeah. And it's all just like this whole thing that speaks on a uh, broader level to how endearing she is as a character. And so I want to play a clip of just her describing her white lies because it's the best.
1: I lied to you before when I told you that my boyfriend drives a ninja. He
2: doesn't drive a bike?
1: No, I don't have a boyfriend. You know, he might drive a ninja, wherever he is.
2: Wow, we're off to a great start.
1: Okay, so so sometimes I lie. I mean, I'm weird, man. About random stuff, too. I don't even know why I do it. It's like, it's like a tick. I mean, sometimes I hear myself say something and then I think, wow, that wasn't even remotely true.
2: So how do people know what's real?
1: Well, I always feel bad afterwards and admit them when they're lies. Can you trust that? So
0: my question is, do you ever do this in life?
3: Absolutely, 100%. And it was a really big thing that I was thinking about when I was like walking into this podcast. Because I think that the other thing, like, I do this with my boyfriend all the time. But more the the part where then she goes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I don't even know why I did that and then he like has to get we have to like get into this whole conversation of like why did I feel like I had to yeah. like compensate or like say something I don't
0: even know like, why I did that yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, and yeah, it, like it was it was pointless and it's not a big deal and it's but it's like uh it would be a interesting concept to see a like backstory of how natalie portman's character got the way that she got yeah because like i lie because i don't want to get in trouble right i always feel like i'm doing something wrong because i got like you know i i felt like in trouble all the time when i was growing up and so then you start lying because you just don't want to get in trouble and then it becomes a pattern where you're just like i don't even know why i didn't it's like a
0: self-fulfilling prophecy
3: well yeah and it's like did you unload Mm -hmm. the dishwasher oh yeah 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 because you don't want to get yelled at in that moment but you didn't unload the dishwasher but like in adult life it's not that big of a deal that you didn't unload the dishwasher
0: (laughs) no right yeah well in this household it is a big deal um but i see what you're saying but it like
3: kind of (laughs) gets you into this own like you look more sketch because it's like well why did you say you did yeah Sam's character, it's like, it's a defense mechanism. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, I don't even know why I did lie about that. But it's like, she's just already like anticipating that she's in trouble. Or she's already anticipating that like, he's going to be disappointed about her living situation. Or that yeah, he's going to feel weirded out by her. And she's like, I don't even know why you're here. And I'm sure you don't like me, blah, blah, blah. Like that you're just like, why are you apologizing?
0: Yeah, I... I do like, though, about all of her, like, constant apologies and stuff that she has a lot of self-awareness.
3: Yeah. It's which, course-correcting. Y- it's, that's the important part. Yeah. And that's what makes her so lovable. Because right. if you're just, like, a oblivious asshole, then it's one thing. But, right. like, the fact that she she's aware of her... Uh, shortcomings or her what she's struggling with mentally
0: god self-awareness is like the band-aid of all band-aids that
3: should be the word of the year
0: if you have self-awareness the fucking band-aids that you can cover bullet holes with self-awareness is like crazy yeah anyways we're 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 it's gonna, a deep movie, so it's we're getting deep. deep. It's deep. We're going to get deep on this podcast. I don't blame Be- either of us. Um, let's go to the party. Let's go to the party with, at the silent Velcro oh, God. guy's house. Because this, to me, was...
3: Which the Silent Velcro guy is, like, runner-up for worst person in this movie.
0: Perfect transition by you. He's not runner-up for worst person in this movie. He's the first nominee on this week's Ryan Philippi Practice Hero <laughs> Award <laughs> list.
2: It's easy to sum it up when you just talk about practice. We sitting here, we are in here talking about practice. We're talking about practice, not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice, man. Practice. I mean, how silly is that?
0: Guy who invents silent Velcro. I mean, I I love the, uh, the guy, like, I think it's everyone's dream in life that everyone's like, God, if I could just create, like, something fucking badass... Go on Shark Tank. Right. <laughs> Obviously, Mark Cuban invests. And then I just don't have to work the rest of my life. <laughs> like, that is the guy who invented silent Velcro is that guy. And um, he's he's my first nominee of my Ryan Philby practice zero award list.
3: So, you have, uh, like, another fun fact that I read is that in the original plot of the screenplay of that movie he was supposed to be like just like a dot-com guy like a facebook uh-huh, like yeah. entrepreneur yeah, like yeah. but then like right around when it was coming out or being written um like the dot-com bubble burst and so they changed the plot of his character to be the silent velcro An guy adventer? instead of a dot-com like silicon valley that's guy.
0: A, no that's actually interesting so wasn't this around the time like Facebook was happening? because yeah. this is two yeah. thousand three, two thousand four. Yeah, yeah, so
3: I didn't have the internet at my house at that point. No,
0: I love it. You just did a little half-assed internet research. Yeah, heard that stat, said yeah. it on a podcast.
3: Yeah,
0: I'm here for it. Love yeah. it. Okay, let's move on. I
3: mean, it's a fact. <laughs> it's you, fact. like
0: fact? <laughs> moving on to our second nominee on the Ryan fight
3: Me <laughs> practice zero <BD? your>
0: <laughs> <laughs> award list. My guy, Jim. Parsons. Yes. He's on there simply because he wore a full night suit in his first scene in this movie. If that's not the definition of doing too much, I don't know what is. Number three nominee, Jeffrey Arend, a.k.a. the winner on this podcast for 500 Days of Summer for the Ryan Phillippe Practitioner Award. In yep. this movie, he works at Handy World, and he is introduced because he's working... Behind the counter, and hey he man, says, Hey man, I
3: thought you killed yourself.
0: Yeah, he says this clip
3: Hey man, what's up?
0: Holy shit. And how's it going? I, I haven't seen you since like junior year. Yeah. I thought you killed yourself. What? I thought you killed yourself.
2: That wasn't you? No, no, that, that wasn't me. Who killed themselves? That was a Gleason kid.
0: Oh,
2: oh and Tina. Hey, weren't you on a TV show or something? Yeah, it was just this this show.
0: Fucking amazing. He's amazing in Super Troopers. He's amazing in 500 Days of Summer. He's amazing in Garden State. He crushes always, so he's got to be on the list. And then the fourth guy is the dude who works at the hotel.
3: Method Man.
0: Method Man. Yes. He works at the hotel, and he has this thing going where, like, at the hotel, he's like...
3: Did you just see some titties? Cause I just saw some titties. A clip. Hold up, hold
2: up. Who here just saw some titties? Raise your hand if you just saw some titties.
0: Mm. Thank you. So everybody just calm the fuck down. (laughs) So this guy. Can
3: you tell I've watched this movie a lot of times? (laughs) (laughs) So this
0: guy has this thing going at this like hotel where. Letting people pay to come in and like look it's like through weird, the holes. Like,
3: peep hole. Yeah. Peep show. Peep show.
0: So okay, <laughs> you have these four characters: guy who invents silent Velcro, Jeffrey Arend, the Handy World worker, Jim Parsons, and Method Man Jeffrey who works Arend. at the hotel. <laughs> hotel. <laughs> You're gonna say Jeffrey Arend, the guy who works at Handy World. Yes. This is a first on the VL podcast where literally we have done two movies back to back and the exact same (laughs) actor has won the Ryan
3: Phillippe practice award. Congratulations. Hit us up. Buy the merch. God damn.
0: Jeffrey Aaron. He will never hear this podcast and I wish he would because this guy has just owned (laughs) doing too much for two straight movies. Fuck.
3: Oh, and they're like, just don't give him your phone number. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know you're the king of doing too much when it's like people are warning you walking into the store, don't give this dude your phone number because <laughs> yeah. no. he's not going to leave you alone. <laughs> All
0: right. are you? Do you want to go to the uh, party at Silent Velcro's house? Yes. The pool party? Yes. Oh, my God. Let's go there. Let's go there because, honestly... I thought this was, like, the main turning point of the movie. Yeah. So he's just been hanging out with Natalie Portman up to this point. And they go to this, like, party at this guy who created uh, Silent Silent Velcro. And now he's doing nothing the rest of his life. He's just getting fucked up all the time, whatever. And I thought two things at this party. One, they all go to, like, swim. And he can't swim. And so, like... Sam just, like, goes over and sits with him in the shallow end of the pool. And that, to me, was like, oh, my God. Fuck.
3: Well, and call back to the first party that he was at. I think that that's a huge kind of symbolism. Yeah, where, like, at the first party that he was at, he's just sitting alone on the couch Takes and ecstasy. all the other people are like around him, but on the other side, like no oh, one's next yeah, to him. No yeah, one's with him. Yeah. And then like you go to this party and everybody jumps in the pool and he's alone and everyone's in the so pool. So he's at the first party. He's completely no one's isolated. With him. Yeah.
0: And then on this time, Natalie Portman comes over, swims over to the shallow end and actually sits yeah. with him.
3: Yes. Like I wrote down like, The feeling of being alone in a crowded room.
0: Oh God, yeah. Fuck. And Natalie Portman. That's why
3: I was an English major.
0: Natalie Portman just says, fuck that. And And she just
3: and then that's why they're like that's the the representation of their connection of like I'm gonna come be with you.
0: Yep, that happens in the pool. And then the second one at this party happens when they're sitting in front of that big fire. And, okay, let me just play a clip of, like, the story he tells in front of that fire.
2: It was just a complete freak accident, you know? It's one of those things you replay a million times in your head, and you see how clearly it was just a complete freak thing. I mean, my, My whole life, she was depressed for no reason. And one day, you know, I was a little kid. I was nine years old. And I just hated her for that. And I pushed her, and it was innocent. I was, you know, I was just completely frustrated, cause...
1: Cause you can make her happy. Yeah,
2: fuck yeah. And, and any other time, you know, any other day, she would have just yelled at me and sent me to my room. But this day, on this particular day, the door of the dishwasher had fallen open, the the latch on it was broken, and it would just randomly fall open. That fucking latch, you know. It's really amazing how much of my life has been determined by a quarter-inch piece of plastic, but... So anyway, she uh, she fell back over the door and uh, hit her neck on the kitchen counter, paralyzing her from the waist down.
0: The dishwasher. That's fucked up.
3: So... I, you know, before we recorded, like I alluded to you that I have this like horrifying, like I have a phobia of falling over the dishwasher, but larger than that, it's just this idea of, so what I think the dishwasher means.
0: Oh my God. Are we getting into like symbolism stuff? Yeah. Okay. Love this.
3: Is that when you're a mentally ill person. Uh Or if you're a person that's struggling or you feel like you're not doing the best that you can be doing, and then you just feel like you're making everything worse for everybody else, that in itself becomes its own burden. And so it's like, he's like just now as a 26 year old dealing with the fact that it's like, yeah, the shit that was happening with my family, you just feel like you're like in everybody's way.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: And that's what mental illness is, is like, right. you're, you're just, you feel like you're just a problem to everybody else. So you just go away.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. I just keep thinking of that word burden. Like yeah. you feel like you're a burden on everyone else. And so the, the easiest solution is I'll just fuck off. Yeah. I'll fuck off. Like yeah. I'll fuck off. And then now everyone, I'll hate myself alone. And now you guys can all go yeah. and live like a sweet life. Yeah. Yeah. we, we. I think what we, bo- we to, what both we of to, us, we
3: need to focus. Yeah. In. Yeah.
0: I know. Cause what we both have such a propensity to do is like get so in the weeds. Yes. But, um, okay. Let's play a quick clip. We just talked about like how fucked up the whole thing was about like him talking about like his mom with the dishwasher and all that stuff. But I do want to play a quick clip of like how that scene ends because it's like so awesome clip. Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm looking at you and you're telling me that story, and you're definitely in it right now.
2: I think you're right. I am in it. I mean, whatever. Alright, can we just change the subject, okay? Let's just let's just talk about good stuff. Glass half full shit. What do you got?
1: Got a little buzz. I got that. <laughs> what you got?
2: I got a little buzz going. And I like you.
0: That's where, like, Natalie Portman just, like, honestly, I think when he says it and then the camera quickly goes over to her face Mm -hmm. and it's just her reaction to him saying he likes her. And, like, she plays different nuanced reactions, like hearing a guy who you like is into you fucking perfectly. She nails it.
3: I think that that's, like, one of, like, so when I was watching this. It, it, again, it's that innocence that she has, where it's like, oh, "I did it." Like, like she just has this, uh, like, approval. Yeah, yeah. But it's not like a needy approval. It's like, oh, this is great, and that's like a really yeah. hard, like, nuanced thing to portray, where you're like, just how happy she is that that yeah. she's wanted by the person that wants her. But it's not in like a weird predatory way. it's like no. a, he l- sees her for who she is and wants her for who she is and she realizes that how cool is that yeah. like it's like literally this like super innocent like that's gnarly dude cool <laughs> sweet <laughs> yeah, like we sick, did it did we did it, we did it.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm with you. It was just, it was perfect. It was like, God, Natalie Portman just might be like the best actress of all time. Nailed it. She, she's Meryl Streep 2.0. She's so good. <laughs> um, okay, let's transition into the final. Uh, what I say is the final act of this movie, which is the adventure that they go on to like find yep. the gift that. Yep. Peter Sarsgaard wants to give Zach Braff before mm-hmm. he goes back to L.A. So there's three different places he goes. He first off goes to Handy World, which we already talked about, and then the second one is they go to the hotel where Ryan Philippi yes. nominee shows up. Method Man, um, he gets a he gives a nitrous tank to the guy at the hotel. Yes. Then the third one is they go to this quarry for uh, the final piece which is what Peter Sarsgaard needs for large men, which ends up being an old necklace, which I didn't understand. Was that necklace from mom's grave?
3: I never, I can never, I don't understand like why it was not like, if it was her favorite necklace, why wasn't she buried with it? Or No, I, I
0: think she was buried so with it I and think, he got that. Like there was a grave digger in this scenario.
3: Well, Scarsguard is the gravedigger. Right. And I think that he sold her necklace as he was burying her, just didn't give a fuck, and he sells stuff like off of people's bodies because who who's going to know if you're burying it? And then, like, realized that it it's would mean friend. something to this person and then went and got it back.
0: So, I. Okay, then.
3: How did he find out where that ended up? Like, if he just like pawned it or something? You tracked that random stupid ass. I didn't get, and
0: then the nitrous tank. I didn't understand why did that apply. Yeah, it. I don't know either. I don't. Okay, so okay, we're doing. Let's just assume that he is stealing jewelry. I think that
3: the bellhop at the hotel just has a nitrous addiction.
0: I, I don't he needed that for money i'd uh, yeah he needed it for money or something to I, buy the yeah it all okay. gets really yeah. loosey-goosey let, let, honestly it doesn't <laughs> even matter so the, okay the,
3: when we go down to the arc
0: yeah i'm glad that you were just as confused as me because when i was like really getting into the nitty-gritty of like i'm i'm just trying to follow like so peter sarsgaard he When he's digging the graves, he steals jewelry and then sells it. In this instance, he felt bad because it was his really good friend. Yes. So he went and he found out who eventually ended up with the jewelry and he bought it back. Yes. He got the money from nitrous or whatever. Now he's got it back. Why the scene
3: with Method Man is, like, relevant at all, I don't know. Okay. Other fun fact, though. Okay. You don't have to include this if you don't want to, (laughs) but... um, I read that uh Method Man was actually really like coy or like shy when he was filming that scene because of like the language that he had to use and like the co- like the concept of the scene and they said that it was because he's a really big Star Wars fan and so he was like starstruck by Natalie Portman.
0: <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Damn. That's hilarious. <laughs> God, I know it's it's always weird to think like yeah she was what Padme yeah or whatever I don't know I gotta look what that the, up but
3: that was the worst movie so no one cares
0: it, they were bad they were the bad but um
3: that was episode but she one, was right? so
0: God she was so yeah. attractive in that with the the Again. lipstick
3: and also girl that can wear a bald head
0: oh God I know I and-
3: can't emphasize enough how like that means that is a so true much. definition of beauty is if you're a female and so you can true. like carry yourself and be so sexy with a bald ass head are you joking me like oh if God. you shave my head i would lock myself in a, a storage container and just never come out <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, I look, we already talked about it. V for Vendetta. She has yes, a shaved head. Yes, I know. Exactly. And honestly, the whole time, I'm just like, I'd <sighs> really love to have sex with Natalie Portman that with a shaved head. That <laughs> Look, no, to bring it back to this podcast, I'm with yeah. you on the shaved head thing. Natalie Portman in V yeah. for Vendetta is yeah. amazing. Okay, can we just go to the famous quarry scene, though? Yes. On how... It doesn't really matter that... Peter Sarsgaard was getting a gift for Zach Braff. What really matters is how that scene ends up with this song slash clip. The only boy to ah! Zach Braff, he finally feels and just say, fuck it. So like while he's feeling these emotions, it's raining outside and he just goes, I'm going to scream at the bottom of this quarry on top of this tractor and kiss natalie portman first kiss style to this song magical
3: and it's so great because it's like the whole thing of you know who's your tribe and who's your crew and How are you navigating through life? It's only you, but at the same time, it's the people that want to ride with you.
0: Yeah, it's my crew.
3: Sam wants to ride with him, and like... They immediately are up there with him.
0: Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. Like, he he is the one who went up there, and then they did. It was, yeah. like, once they saw that it he was up like, there. It wasn't
3: like, oh, yeah. are you okay, dude? It was like, no, like, no, this is what we're doing.
0: I get what he's doing. Yeah, I get what he's doing.
3: But, like, also, message, uh, like, find you some friends that are willing to scream into the abyss with you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Because, like, sometimes yeah. you just feel like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, you know that I am a ride or die crew guy, so nothing resonates with me more than than that. Um, let's go to the final scene, uh, the final setting of this whole movie, which is the airport. airport. Yeah. Honestly, the one thing I wrote down about this airport scene, we're like, okay, Largeman, aka Zach Braff, is going to go back to L.A. Yes. And he's he's done with his mom's funeral and everything in New Jersey, and it's time to go home. And at this airport, Natalie Portman just puts on a fucking acting clinic. He's sitting there on the steps and he's telling her, like, I gotta go. I gotta go. Look, I need to figure myself out. All the all the lines we've heard a million times, I need to figure myself out and all this stuff. And she's like
3: ladies, <sighs> that's what they all say. Yeah. I just I just have to work on myself right
0: now. Yeah and it, it it honestly it didn't even make sense in the moment even when no. you were watching it you like, were like what
3: were you wor- you just started working on yourself in this like let's keep in mind that it, they've been together for four days
0: <laughs> i know i know how wild is that this is four day relationship and you're like <laughs> and wow. he's like
3: i really need time for myself right now <laughs> Because I was doing so well before on Lithium in L.A. playing a mentally handicapped quarterback. He
0: literally barely made it through half a week of knowing this girl and he's already got to work on himself. Yeah, you're right. Bad sign. That's a bad sign of things to come. You're having Started, a breakthrough. Yeah, f- yeah, because of her. So d- you're actually... F- so much further along on figuring yourself out because of her than you have been for the first 26 years of your life
3: well and like i said before like she talks about how she cries and she's like i welcome crying and i also welcome laughing and like she legitimately collects his tears when they're in the tub together (sighs) like she's like Telling him it's okay to feel things, feel
0: emotion, yeah.
3: And he's like, "No, I need to walk away. I need to like, you know, work on myself." And but then it's like, "Well, what are you working on if you're just gonna like shut it down again?"
0: I think that's a perfect, perfect point of like, it's the whole premise of this movie is embracing your emotions and what you feel. Yeah. And we're all
3: broken. Well, yeah. If you shut it down, you're definitely not going to fix it.
0: And that was his mode is like, I need to, I need to just leave. Feel
3: nothing. Feel
0: nothing. And then that was her pushing of like, no, no, stay here.
3: And then she's sobbing. Oh my God. Oh God. I,
0: I will say there was this one little scene where the first scene And I'm going to play a song in a second. But the first scene where they're just sitting on the steps Mm -hmm. in the terminal and like where she looked away and then started crying. I thought that was perfect because that always happens where you don't start crying always at like the big emotional things where you started crying are like the small little nuance things. And I think he said like, look, I'm still gonna like remember you. Like I'm still gonna, when I go back, I'm still mm-hmm. gonna like think. Fondly. We can talk
3: on the phone.
0: Yeah, he said something like that, and that's when she started crying. Yeah,
3: where it was just like him minimizing it.
0: Yeah, and I felt like that was just Natalie Portman again, fucking owning this movie as an actress, where she's just like making these decisions on when she's going to like cry, not yeah. cry, get emotional or whatever and it's just like
3: cuz that though in real life those are the most hurtful moments.
0: It's the nuance moments. Yeah. It's the little moments. Yeah, It's the little it's not yeah. the big moments. The little moments are bigger than any of them. So yeah, I let's get out of the deep though. Let's get out of the negative because what happens is there's a fucking cool as shit edited scene where he gets on the plane and I always love this scene in movies where like the camera is like slowly panning and just focused on like your face
3: it was very like wes anderson style yeah
0: yeah yeah camera is just focused on your face in slow motion it seems like Mm -hmm. but all the activity around you is happening so
3: chaotic and like almost like sped up a little bit
0: yeah it's like fast forwarded yeah And I thought that was such a cool way to show that scene and why probably this movie isn't 86% on Rotten Tomatoes is because.
3: Well, and it's another moment where he's in his own head alone, but everything's happening around him.
0: Yeah. I thought that was a perfect way to convey that you're in your own shit. You're in your own head. And like all to your point, all these other things are going on around you. And
3: what did Sam say? You're in it right now. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. He was in it.
0: Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's in it, and then he gets off that plane, and this song starts playing.
3: before he left he says like it's not a period it's an ellipses yeah and then he comes back and he's like ellipses is fucking stupid <laughs> yeah. I, i'm sorry yeah. I'm, that i that was know. so
0: dumb i don't know what the fuck that was i'm really into you you're the first person i've really been into i don't know why i wouldn't just stay here with you <laughs>
3: you're an adorable smoke show
0: oh my god she is such an adorable smoke show anyways yeah natalie portman Let's transition into how much we love Natalie Portman with who is the MVP of this movie. I'll yeah. go to you, Becky M. Deep within you.
3: it's the only way I feel.
0: Love that about you. Who do you think is the MVP of this movie? And I swear to God, Natalie if you Portman. anyone
3: else. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I, I, it could go to no one else.
3: Let me, like, take me, drive me to a mountaintop right now and I will scream it. Or just the Grammy-winning soundtrack would be the runner-up.
0: Okay, so 1A on MVP is Natalie Portman, 1B is the soundtrack. I'm very comfortable with that. Yeah. That's but yeah. Natalie, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, Natalie Portman in this movie is like hashtag goals for a girl next door. I want to spend the rest of my life with you.
3: Yeah. yeah. And I wouldn't even. I would spend the rest of my life with her.
0: (laughs) I know you would. (laughs) If you're just going like off of who I want to marry and be with the rest of my life. Natalie Portman in this movie is who I want to marry and be with the rest of my life.
3: You have exciting, intriguing mental problems, but not the kind that make you dangerous. You're also beautiful. You're innocent. You're pure-hearted, and yeah. you're willing to work on yourself. Wh- literally, name me another thing that you could ever want in a person.
0: Uh, none else.
3: Oh, and she loves animals. <laughs> Bye. Like, yeah. what What do you? What else do you want in a person?
0: I want nothing else from my MVP on a VL podcast. Correct. That's what I know for sure. I love that. I love it. No, look, I... So, did we go into some deep ends on this podcast and get a little deep? Sure. Sure. We made that mistake once or twice. But what I will say is I felt like we covered this movie, though, pretty flawlessly. I feel like we hit all the big stuff.
3: I'm happy that you're happy.
0: Yeah. I mean, we've got two hours and 15 minutes. I'll edit it down to one hour and 15 minutes. The
3: movie is only an hour and 40-something minutes.
0: Yeah. Don't worry. A lot will be cut out, but... No, I, I feel I feel good. I feel like we did this movie justice. I hope you do, too.
3: Um, will you play it out with a certain song?
0: Yeah, let's first give our sign-off, because we know those kids are getting tired. We know they're getting really sleepy, Becky M. <laughs> those kids, they can't go all night long on podcasts. They need to go to bed at some point. i got to so,
3: feed my cats.
0: While you feed your cats and while those kids are sleeping and uh, tucking in, we'll tell those kids, kids... You have to have
3: clear eyes, full hearts,
0: do less, kids.
3: And if I lived till I was a hundred and two, I just don't think. Of-
0: You can follow us on Instagram at Vicarious Living Podcast and listen to all of our episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. You know you found us when you find a picture of Pat and I sitting on a couple rocks overlooking the vast landscape that is Laguna Beach. Steven's there. Just not pictured. Stephen and Elsie, both there. Just not pictured.